The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave! Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast, sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You're watching the World Cup there, probably sneaking out for like a four-hour lunch. You watch Germany just house Brazil. They're going to have riots for months in Brazil because of that. The Pelican House, they have 136 draft beers, a menu to die for. It's 31 days away from the Saints' first preseason game. We are almost to football season, and the Pelican House is where you want to be. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us, so you should support them. Um, all right, uh, it's getting close now, Dave, to, to D-Day with Jimmy Graham. You know, they got to get the yep. long-term deal done or One franchise tag him. Uh Next, next, what is it? Next, the 15th. So it's next Tuesday would be the day. Uh, you wrote a piece, franchise tag, or long-term deal for Jimmy Graham. What do you think they were gonna do, and what would you do if you were Mickey Loomis? I mean, I think, you know, from for me personally, I just think it makes sense for Jimmy just to sign the damn long-term deal. I mean, he's not gonna get traded, so that's that's not an option. I think sitting out a season would be a very dumb move career-wise. I don't think that's a good move at all. Would he do the partial so, sit-out? Sit-out six weeks and then get the accrued year? You know, I mean, I don't know. Sitting out any portion of the season, I think, is... I, I just... I don't know. I'd be, I would be disappointed, to say the least, to see him do that. Uh, and uh, so that leaves your two options, whether he plays under, under the franchise tag... Or, or whether he signs a long-term deal. And, I mean, if he plays under the franchise tag uh, with the hope of getting a long-term deal next year, which, first of all, the Saints can tag him a second year. So uh, it would take him two years, unless the Saints decided just not to use the franchise tag next year. It would take him two years to, to get to another team. Um, I just think it's, it's just too risky. I mean... He's already got a $9.5 million a year contract in hand from the Saints, according to all these reports, probably for five years or six years. So he's he's probably got 50 or he's probably got a 50 or a $60 million contract waiting for him to sign. 
With 20 I plus mean, million guaranteed at least. Right. Probably and if, 25. And, and to risk all of that and to play under, under the franchise tag to either have a bad season or to even worse to get injured this 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 year uh poof all of that goes away and he loses that that mega contract he loses the opportunity to become the highest paid tight end in NFL history so i mean i think he's i think he's being a, a bit selfish here and i think he just he just needs to sign the darn contract and move on with his well, life andrew here's the the thing that i you know, most players, when they get this close to free agency, you know, we think, oh, my God, they'll, they'll get injured. They, they, they don't want to risk injury. When you have this, you know, giant contract, why would you risk injury? But a lot of young players think everybody else gets injured. I'm not going to get injured. But Jimmy Graham, he's played three years. He's been injured three out of four years. Now, he's played through it a lot of times, but he's had serious more than I would say nicks uh, as far as injury goes. How much do you think that plays into his thinking i mean he played with jeremy shockey who i think was kind of his role model you know the kind of guy that kind of took him under his wing and showed him the ropes the guy that played in miami like he did and uh i mean shockey could barely walk when he was playing with the same stuff i mean by, by the twilight of his career that guy was was toast. physically he just didn't have it anymore and uh, Jimmy Graham saw that up close and personal. So I, if that's not a wake-up call for him and injuries happen, um, then I would I would talk about his ankle injury or his, his wrist problems or his back issues. I mean, Graham's already kind of beat up. So if he doesn't sign a long-term deal, he's an idiot. Kevin. Even 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 in injuries aside, let's say he stays healthy for all of this this year. I mean, what are the chances that he puts puts up the same numbers that he did last year? What are the chances he scores 16 touchdowns? What are the chances he goes for another 1,000 yards? Uh, it's very possible that he may just, even if he's healthy, he may not have such a great season. The Saints have Brandon Cooks now. Brandon Cooks may eat into some of that, some yeah. of those receptions and some of those stats. He's coming off a monster year. He just needs to sign the damn contract. Yeah, well, here's my question to you, Kevin, and this is tailor-made for you. <laughs> Uh, let's say that I think he's going to get the long-term deal, but let's say that it doesn't happen by July 15th. When the masses go to Twitter, who gets the blame? Do they say, Jimmy Graham, you're greedy, or Mickey Loomis, I can't believe you got this, couldn't get this done? Who gets the most blame if he doesn't sign a long-term deal next Tuesday? I think it's going to be Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy's going to get the most blame for it. I mean... I don't know if I necessarily and I and I think it's going to be the majority like and I don't mean majority like 50 plus one. I mean like 70, 80 percent of the blame. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily would agree with that, but, uh, you know, I I think that's the way it'll be. And my reasoning for that is, you know, I think fans were probably more behind Jimmy Graham when he first was appealing or, or trying to make his case like, yeah, you know, I'm not a tight end. And then, and then we kept looking, and it was like, dude, his fucking Twitter profile still fucking says tight end. <laughs> and then, and then, just the more you just hear, you kind of just allow yourself to get swayed. And then the decision comes down. No, he's a tight end. So then you're like, okay, fine, I guess that's it. But Jimmy uh, is still holding out. So some people that were just like saying, well, I'll wait for the decision. Decision comes down, and so now they're probably saying, all right, Jimmy, time to. Uh, Time to take care of this, and so if nothing happens, it'll be 
blame Jimmy. Uh, Dave, next mm-hmm. Tuesday, what happens first? The Jimmy Graham extension gets announced on Twitter or the Pelicans finalize the trade for Asik? Uh, Ashik. Ashik. Ashik, what are those two hap- what are those two things happens first next Tuesday on Twitter? I have no idea what the hell you're talking about as far as the Pelicans and this Ashik guy, so uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with uh, Jimmy Graham. All right. Um, who, who, who the hell are we talking about? Who, who we're is? talking about is he's a center. He's a big foreign lug. Like a he looks like a like a like a villain in a Die Hard movie. Ooh. Uh, the World Cup's almost ending, so we're going to indulge in our last little bit of soccer talk. Thank God. But we can tie it into football. We'll start oh. with Germany. I, I want to say they destroyed Brazil, but that doesn't even do it justice. They won 7-1, to one, and it's the worst beating ever in a World Cup semifinal. And my wife was pumped because she hates Brazil. For whatever reason, even more than the Netherlands. Who well, isn't it because they beat Mexico? Well, the Netherlands beat Mexico. Oh, the Netherlands beat Mexico. But okay. she hates the Netherlands, but she hates Brazil. Um, but here's my question: What, Kevin? What would be the football equivalent of a seven to one beatdown? Now, and and a lot of people on Twitter were like, "Well, it's just forty nine and nothing." I don't think yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's enough because this beating. In, in a whole years, when they put up statistics on World Cup, the worst beatings, this seven to one is going to be at the top. So I mean, you gotta you gotta find a beatdown in football that is memorable for whatever reason. And I was having a hard time coming up with the equivalent of this beatdown for for NFL. Um. Well, the two that jump out to my head immediately are the uh, NFC Championship game with the Giants and the Vikings. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, and then. Probably the uh, what do you call it? The any of the Super Bowls. I mean, there's a number of Super Bowl games like Pat's uh, Pat's Bears. Yeah. Uh, the Niners and the Broncos. Uh, you know, shit like that. I mean, shit. The Cowboys and and the fucking Bills. What was that like, fifty-five to ten or something? Yeah. But I mean, that's true. Or forty-five ten, something like that. Yeah, that's true. That's a, I mean, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good one. I was just trying to think of like a like a like a game with like a specific event that was a big game where you're like, oh, remember that time that team turned the ball over nine times? Like this game is gonna be like, remember that time Brazil scored seven? Like it's gonna be a like it. I was thinking of a of a beatdown with like a specific thing that you remember. Remember the time the Saints beat the Colts sixty-two to seven? That's good. Or Dallas last year with the first down record. Andrew, did you have a good? beat down that this is equivalent to well i just know that the worst i i think this still stands i know the worst uh loss in nfl history was i think the bears and the redskins 73 to nothing yeah and uh at the beginning of the game uh sammy ball threw a bomb that went like right through the receiver's hands in the end zone um and at that point the score was scoreless and they asked sammy ball uh, after the game, they're like, hey, do you think if your receiver had caught that ball, it could have changed the way the game went? And he said, yeah, we would have lost 73-7. to seven. Um, <laughs> But it just kind of reminds me of that. I think, you know, you don't see seven goals in the World Cup. I mean, maybe you see it if 
um, you know, Costa Rica. I'm not talking about this this year's version, which was actually pretty good. But, um, you know, Costa Rica, five World Cups ago, plays Italy, um, you know, and just gets drubbed in, in, in the group stage. Um, but this was shocking. I mean, this was in Brazil. You know, this is on the big stage, one of the best teams. Um, that That's probably what makes it most shocking. So I, I wouldn't liken it to the Colts because we knew Curtis Painter was terrible and we knew that there was no way the Saints would lose that game. We knew the Cowboys' defense was decimated and they weren't going to be able to stop the Saints' offense. And it so, wasn't a playoff game either. Yeah, it wasn't a playoff game. So I kind of liken it to, I mean, if you look at some of those 49ers Super Bowl wins where they were just beating teams 56 to 10 i mean honestly it kind of felt like the seattle broncos game that this past year that super bowl except give seattle like 30 more points <laughs> that's bad though i mean it's a it's a harder it's a harder comparison than i thought dave i mean is anybody else have anything that any other mo- or any other sports moments that you can think of to to compare to dave do you have anything that pops into your head before we move on to the next topic du jour um other sports or uh i can't think of something off the top of my head one of those beatdowns in the nba final this year was pretty bad by san antonio when they shot like 70 percent in the in the first half oh yeah that was nice that was pretty close i mean it's a tough one the the other soccer thing that i want to mention i think this one is this one's going to be really interesting is the Netherlands played Costa Rica, and they went right before the end of the overtime. The manager for the Netherlands, who's like Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick arrogance rolled into one, he switched goaltenders and was like, I'm bringing in the dude that's like two inches taller just so he can do the penalty shootout, even though he's not that good at penalty shootouts because I think he's better. Um, yeah, by, by the way, before you keep talking, uh, before you set this up, I just want to point out how the hell did that guy still have a sub? Now, in soccer, you only get three subs. How did he still have a sub available after his team had played 120 minutes? Yeah. Two two sessions of overtime, and he hadn't used up all his subs. No. he was it, Balls. He, balls. And he, he, he was waiting to do it. And, and I it was, was like to, his ace in the hole. Yeah, and I was trying to think of, of the football equivalent to do it. And somebody mentioned ambush for the Super Bowl. And at first I was like, that's pretty good. But the thing is, at the end of the overtime watching the game, they were like, he's going to do this. He's going to he's he's talked about doing this. He's going to bring in this goaltender and, and do this for penalty shootout ambush. Everybody was like, holy shit, the Saints just on onside kicked in the Super Bowl. Like it was an element of surprise. So I was trying to think, Dave, of like a ballsy NFL move that a coach did that they, maybe he had talked about during the week, and, and people were like, oh, my God, he's really doing this. I I was having a hard time coming up with one. I was thinking, like, maybe if you're down three in a playoff game and you've got the ball at, like, the three-yard line, and you're like, fuck it, we're not kicking the field goal. We're, we're going for it. It was hard to come up with, like, a football equivalent of this, and I thought it was a really interesting. Could you think of, like, a football equivalent that – I mean, the I only football equivalent would be, like, you, you pull your quarterback. Like your quarterbacks played the whole game, and you're like, yeah, this guy's better in the two minute drill, so I'm putting him in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm putting Luke McCown in. <laughs> or maybe, maybe Dave, would it be like if the Saints? You mean, you mean Ryan Griffin? Yeah, no. Yeah. Would it? Be, would, could you? Could it? Could it be this? And this would be a 
crazy bullshit scenario, but go with me. The Saints are playing in the NFC Championship game, and they scored a tie. And they go for two, and he puts in Tim, Tim Tebow to run the option play. Like, would that be kind of the equivalent? I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or maybe, maybe if the Minnesota Vikings in the 2009 NFC Championship game, maybe if they put in Tavares Jackson in overtime. You, you, you know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> Uh, the now the Netherlands thing worked, and the example I'm I'm about to give failed miserably. Uh, but I'm gonna throw this out there as an example. It was like the Saints running an end around with Josh Hill on fourth and one. <laughs> yeah, but even that was like a that was a big surprise. Like it wasn't like Sean. It was a like, surprise, but after the fact, you're like another like. Sean Payton getting too cute for his own good. We've yeah, seen that good. before. Kevin, do you have any ideas on this? No. <laughs> By the way, that coach for the Netherlands, he has some ball. Like he is a he has balls, man. Go to YouTube and listen to his. Go to YouTube after, and watch his balls. Yeah, his uh his YouTube thing when he gives a speech after his uh his team in Germany like won the or the the Netherlands what won the the championship it, he's a, he's like he's like bill belichick arrogance but if bill belichick didn't mumble at press conferences like he's sort of a crazy like insane dictator kind of person um and i'm petrified that he's going to be in the epl um so that's pretty much almost it for saints talk unless the saints break news and sign jimmy graham like five minutes after this podcast which they are kind of likely to do. Before we get to Twitter questions, I've been talking to Kevin during the week, and I was talking to him before the podcast. He has a harrowing story of buying a mattress with the Mattress Mafia that is just almost unbelievable. Kevin, tell the people about purchasing this mattress. Okay, so – the wife so took the your old old mattress. Well, well, the ex. You well, the problem it, is you well, broke it from banging so many chicks in St. Louis. <laughs> well, I don't have a bed. Allegedly, I don't have I don't have a bed. Um, my ex-wife <laughs> took the bed. That seems I'm like, funnier. like Kirk Van Houten. I sleep in a race car. Um, <laughs> how are you getting dates if you don't even have a bed? <laughs> That's a good I'm, question. I'm Dave. that goddamn charming. That's fucking why. Um, so. Uh, and really to answer your question, I go back to their place. Women feel yeah, safe. women feel safer in their places. They obviously. don't want to go to the fucking guy's place. No. Hey, baby, you want to come home and sleep on my floor? <laughs> well, no. Well, no. I have a futon, and then I have a blow-up bed that I've alternated between. So hey, my ex-wife. Cool, you ex- while I turn on this air pump. <laughs> <laughs> the air pump will mask our sounds of passion. Um, the uh, <laughs> so my ex-wife took took the bed when she left, and we had a sleep number, and this thing was phenomenal. It was like the greatest bed ever. What was your sleep number? It was like a king. Oh, uh, this, the number, uh, it, alter, it varied between like 50 or 55. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's okay. It's okay, Dave, if you can't live in the kind of luxury that I've managed to live in for as long as I have. Um, so I finally just said, fuck it, I need to get a bed. So I go to this mattress place because – I was like, I, I'm, I'm willing to just buy a mattress. I don't want to spend the kind of ungodly amount of money that sleep numbers tend to cost. I go in the place. I'm thinking, all right, I'll spend, you know, 
like $800, 1000 max. I'm willing to get a queen. Uh, you know, this should cover everything. Cat I go in there, the guy has me... Queen. <laughs> guy has me lay on a bunch of different beds, oh, test them out. Go. I'm like, okay, I like this one and this one. He shows me the price tag. And I immediately, I'm like, man, I really don't know about spending that kind of money. And so he starts talking me into buying it. Blah, blah, blah. You need the body's Nails best, pitch. Kevin, no. Right. Uh, <laughs> it'd be even funnier if he really was like that and had, like, the perm and everything. Um, if he really looked like Zohan. Uh, so I buy the bed. I pay for the installation. I'm getting the, the frame, the whole deal. All told, he rings me up 2200 and something dollars. Damn. Yeah. That is steep. Yeah, for a fucking queen bed, a mat- mattress, and the box spring. Like, that's a lot of money. That now, is. granted, it was a hybrid, which, you know, it felt nice laying on, but I ain't fucking sleeping on a hybrid. Or I- I'm not sleeping on a queen mattress for 2200 bucks. So I get home, and I'm like, I just don't feel right about this. So I, I just, I called up the sleep number people, just thinking, all right, this guy talked me into spending $2,200. So why not just see what the sleep number people can offer me? I tell them exactly what happened. I went and bought another bed elsewhere. They're like, oh, no, let's let's help you out. I gave them the dollar amount that I spent. They said, we can get you the exact same bed that your ex-wife took, installed the whole deal, the, uh, you know, warranty, whatever, roughly the same price, like an extra 50 bucks more. I said, all right, fine, sold, because I already know what I'm getting. I already know exactly what I'm getting, and that bed's going to last me a hell of a whole lot longer than, than any other normal so bed. So you, you, you had to bring the bed back, or what, what was that? No, 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 no. This was the day of. So okay. the installa- like the guys weren't going to show up until the next day to install it. I had to go back, though, with this mattress cover, like this mattress wrap that I was going to put around the bed that, fortunately, I did not take out of the bag. So I bring it back, and I make the guy, like – you know, give me the refund. You don't and want the refund, Kevin. Right. And bag. he keeps begging me. He keeps asking me, you know, well, wh- wh- why, wh- why, what, what's going on? So rather than tell him the reality that I felt that he was dicking me over and didn't want to help me out, I just say, ah, I had a buddy who, you know, he had a bed that was available and it was only like a year old and he's going to sell it to me for like 200 bucks. So I can't pass that up. But the reality of it is if this fucker would have just taken, would have just asked, what are you willing to spend? And then worked from there. He'd have had a sale. He'd have had a sale. If he'd have sold me a queen mattress for a thousand bucks, I wouldn't have been fucking tempted to go look at a uh, sleep number and say, well, I'm not going to spend another thousand dollars. I don't care how comfortable it was. He could have <laughs> no. put me on a fucking queen mattress that day for a thousand bucks. And he would have had the commission. He'd have had the commission. The Vinny's Mattress Emporium, you should have known better. Like it was seedy and Kevin's call just dropped. I feel like... Might be for the best. I feel, that, probably, was, that was the story? That was the What's so funny about that story? That's the latest story. I don't know. We just need to fill time. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Mattresses are expensive? No, the, the point is Kevin... Uh, I don't know. We just, I just wanted to make fun of Kevin sleeping with women. I thought it would be funny. What do you want me to say? Yeah, that was a good segue into him sleeping with women. 
I'll give you that. And it's Ju- it's July, goddammit. We got we got we got you know we got we got time to fill. Weren't we so, supposed to do like a receiver tournament or something? We were. We're doing that next week because we got enough. Hello. Hey, there he is, Kevin. You, you... All right. So so please, here's the deal. Please finish your story, Wrap please. You, we're on the edge of our seat, please. Fuck y'all. All right. So, <laughs> motherfucker, it was basically it's the kind of place where you've seen the commercials where these guys are taken out of bed out of this lady's house and they're telling her she's got like dead dust mites. So. <laughs> If you've seen the commercials, then you know what the hell I'm talking about. If not, don't worry about it because I'm not giving them any fucking business. <laughs> so Man. fuck them. I'm going to get a sleep number. I'm going to sleep like a goddamn sultan for the next 10 to 12 years of my life. And I'm not going to have any fucking problems with my back or my neck that are going to be non-wrestling related. So y'all can go fuck yourselves, mattress folks. He's got a curved spine. It's great. He's going to break. He's going to break that in. Banging chicks in St. Louis, East St. Louis, North St. Louis, all of it. I'm, now I'm talking like John Stewart. All right, we got Twitter question um, galore that I like. We've we've already addressed some of them, the, the blowouts and whatnot. Uh, but I like this one from Adam Foshe, Andrew. Honest to goodness, I think the Niners will have a dumpster fire of a season. Uh, your thoughts? No, I actually write for um, This Given Sunday, which is an NFL site. I, I write for them once a week. And I had an article up there that talked about how that team was ripe for an implosion. Uh, there's just so many problems in that locker room. And there is such a – even the uh, the coach, Harbaugh, and the owner and, and, and the GM don't see eye to eye. So Vernon Davis. Yeah, I just feel like they're so ridiculously talented, and that roster is so good top to bottom that on talent alone they can win a lot of games. Um, but if if so, if the going starts to get tough, if they get an injury, a major injury, or you know they lose a couple close games, or they get a bad call by a ref, you know, in a tight game or something like that, if the going gets tough, I, I don't see this as a team like this is the type of team that would quit. And I absolutely think if the going gets tough. Uh, that they will implode. Now the well, that, flip side, the flip side of that is talent can take you a far away, and if they get hot early, then they can kind of ride that wave. Jim Harbaugh having to do a press conference after press conference every Monday when the 49ers were like four and seven would be delightful. But oh yeah, Kevin. But here, here's the thing about the 49ers. You know, they say winning cures cures everything, and I fully agree with that. But I think if you look at the Saints, what's been impressive with them in 2007 and 2008, uh, the year Sean Payton was suspended, is what they've done is they've weathered those storms. And the, the era, the Saints era with Sean Payton has been able to stay intact because through the tough times, they've been able to bond together and, and prove to the organization that, hey, you should still invest in us and still believe in us. I think a dumpster fire season with, by San Francisco is one of those things where the whole thing implodes. I, I don't in, think in, they're the type of team that has that makeup. In their new stadium? Ooh, that would be fun. Kevin, what team do you think is ripe to implode? I kind of like the Niners. I, I really do like the Niners. Yeah. Dave? Plus that division is so tough. Yeah. Yes, surprisingly so. Yeah, Dave, do you have a a, a special nominee for an implosion? 
I mean, I would love for the Seahawks to implode. Uh, I don't know if they're really right for that happening, but uh, if we're talking about personal preference. I well, think I would go with the Seahawks. Well, I think, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw out Carolina too. Yeah, I mean, I, their their best receiver is Roman Harper. <laughs> I think Carolina is a good answer, but Andrew, I think Dallas because I think I look at them. They 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 can't even. In Tony Romo's prime, they couldn't even get to the playoffs but once or twice. He's 34. He's got a bad back. And they were barely getting to 8-8 eight and eight with him healthy. I think they are ripe for a delicious four-win season. So, uh, Kevin, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this one for you. This is from Ryan Talent. Am I the only one pissed that Josh Gordon got suspended longer than Ray Rice Jim Ursay or Dion Jordan. It's just a little hashtag. It's just a little weed, bro. Yeah, but I'm kind of wondering if some of his shit at Baylor might have factored into his suspension. I mean, I mean, the NFL is its own, you know, fucking judge and jury, and they can factor in whatever the hell they want. So if Al Davis was alive, he was born to be a Raider. Yeah, I wonder what Sean Payton <laughs> thinks about that. <laughs> Um, but I was talking about this with my, uh, with my older brother and he pointed out some Chris Carter interview that he did the other day. might've actually been on fucking Mike and Mike or ESPN or something where he talked about getting cut from the Eagles cause he got busted for Coke and he went on about how that was the best thing for him. Yeah. And how he actually hopes that the, that the Browns actually fucking cut him. But the Browns have no talent. Like they, I know. they. I mean, he's the best thing they got on offense by far. No, they got Johnny Football, baby. Oh, Johnny, who's rolling fucking twenties in a in a uh, bathroom stall, allegedly. <laughs> oh, no, he was allegedly. really rolling the twenties. We just uh, don't know what he was doing with those twenties rolled up. Are, allegedly. Are, do we? Do we want? Johnny football to, smoking them. Dave, do we want Johnny football to win his first start against the Steelers and then have the Saints just destroy him and burst the Johnny football bubble? Is that do we do we how enjoyable would that be? Uh, I'd rather just Johnny football just crash and burn from the get go. No, <laughs> nope, nope. I'm all I'm all on Ralph's scenario. I fucking hope. In fact, I hope it's an ugly shitty slugfest between Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Johnny football does some Johnny football shit and gets the, and gets a a comeback win or something over the Steelers completely crippling that franchise mentally. And they, and they go on a fucking downward spiral for the rest of the goddamn year. (laughs) Big Ben's dick falls off. The owner has a, has a, has a fit fires the fucking head coach. Hires some shithead to be the coach, and the franchise runs adrift for the next decade and a half. <laughs> meanwhile, Johnny. Meanwhile, the whole city of Cleveland gets its panties all high and mighty because Johnny Football won a big game for them. And then this, they come, to t- and then the Saints fucking come in, and Cam Jordan just murder kills him <laughs> in the first kills. quarter. Give me that scenario. Murder kill. Murder. Is that, kill. Is that a Demolition Man reference? It might be. I watched Demolition Man the other day. It's pretty awful. No. Oh, Junior Gallet. So- Junior Gallet has got to get a sack on Manziel because whatever he does, that Maya is going to be on him. It's going to be special. <laughs> he's doing the money dance. I mean, he's, he's he's got to. Yeah. He's doing dollar bit right. What do you whatever you call it? The 
dollar bills or yeah, he'll be mocking him in some fashion. I can't wait. It'll be glorious. Okay. Dave, this question's for you. This is from uh, Taladano. When did Steve Spagnola become an assistant for Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well played. Yeah, th- that question does- doesn't deserve an answer. Uh, it's funny enough as it is. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Does he get a free T-shirt for that? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta. I, we'll see. If my, my T-shirt guy, he, he hadn't even mailed out the T-shirt that we gave to the winner for the first time. Dare I say that's an even better question than who has smell your farts? It is. <laughs> if I can get you a, a T-shirt, Teledondo, I will. Uh, the first winner needs to get her T-shirt, unfortunately. I had to email the guy. He promised me that it's going to be out this week, though. Um, as we go uh, towards training camp and we, and we talk about all these things, the green buyer, Andrew, it doesn't look like it's ready. I see these photos of it. Are these Recent photos? I feel like I feel Yeah. Like- I tell you when I was there um for some tennis exhibition like a month ago maybe. Um up with Pete Sampras. Yeah, hanging out with good old Pete. Um but when I went a month ago, it was there was a lot of work to be done. And I remember saying at the time I was like, they're gonna get all this done in two months. But uh so they've made a lot of progress since then. Um so if you look at the pictures now, I mean they're significant difference but uh they're going to be hustling right right up to the 11th hour i mean this is going to be like the jimmy graham negotiations i feel like what's going to be done first the new two-lane stadium or the greenbrier hopefully the greenbrier um when (laughs) when does two-lane stadium when is it supposed to be done september 6th is the first game by the way big big things happening for dave between uh uh the what's his name yuleman yeah yeah, ordering like a billion T-shirts from Campus Connections, and then the interview with Drew Brees that gets qu- that gets quoted yeah. on the NFL Network. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, you just that was like, first I was like big time. I was like boom. Yeah, what are you doing on this podcast, Dave? Shouldn't you be on a ESPN podcast, yeah. some <laughs> national syndicate right now? Well, I'm actually on a private jet right now as we speak, <laughs> <laughs> flying to. Stanford, Connecticut, to the ESPN yeah, studios. Yeah, let's give some props to Jr. For asking good questions. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. I mean, yeah. I was how good. about that accent? <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, for the blogging community that gets no respect, that's a that's a major win. So, bravo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you blo- should tweet that to uh, that jerk off on Twitter who keeps taking shots at blogs. Who's that? Jimmy I don't Smith. Know. Yeah. Oh, is he is he still going after it? He went after uh, he went after Bourbon Street shots, and the thing is, like Bourbon Street shots, whoever they're, I don't know if it's McNamara or whoever, they Ryan, know Ryan I, Schwan. Pay they know the salary cap better than anybody at NOLA.com. Oh, for sure. And the salary cap for basketball, it's the difference between like the the NFL salary cap is like checkers, and the and an NBA salary cap is like fucking. Rubik's Cube combined with uh, – <laughs> Yeah, like chess on steroids. Yeah, I mean it's like you you, you, you sign this guy, you lose the exception. You get, it's, it's, I was like I don't even – I don't even try to understand it. I just wait for the Bourbon Street shots people to tell me what they're going to do. I'm, 
like to fit the guy under the cap for the Pelican. I don't even know what the fuck it is. It's like mid-level exceptions, and they got to trade dwarves, and I don't even know. I would I would seriously bet my life savings that they understand it better than NOLA.com. No. And that's the thing that you could see the poor the poor uh, bourbon street shots people. They're like, just cut Eric Gordon, just cut his ass, and they're like, no, you can't just cut him. But uh, do, Dave, do we have any other questions? I think that we're that we're done for my my questions. Uh, organic, organic tall man had a couple of questions, but I don't think any of them were actually very serious. He wanted to know what 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 the best vacuum to buy was, and then he asked if that question sucked. Uh, what's the vacuum with the old guy that's like a hundred years old? Oric, David. Oric, Oric. yeah, yeah, Oric. You gotta buy He's from Oric. New Orleans. Yeah. He's nah. from New Orleans. Hey Elizabeth, what's the name of our vacuum? Dyson. Dyson. She yeah, I'm gonna pretty, stack. She's gonna. She seems pretty convinced that's the best thing that money can yeah. buy. Yeah, I'm gonna second the Dyson. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that's yeah. a serious, that's a serious question. We 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 told people how to buy a mattress, what vacuum to buy. This podcast is serious, serious football. Yeah. See, we talk Saints. We talk vacuums. Yeah. We talk bed buying. World knowledge. <laughs> Oh, so I guess that'll wrap Next week, up. we're going to talk about uh, which washer and dryer to fucking buy. <laughs> yes, and next week... We're Not gonna... Fisher and Peichel. We're going <laughs> to... Next week, we will do the... Oh, actually, no. Next week, I'm in Seattle at uh, the Nerd Super Bowl for SEO. So unless you people want to get on Blog Talk Radio, we're, we're not going to have a podcast. <laughs> oh... But next week is Jimmy Graham's deadline. I know, right? We gotta, we gotta do it. Well, we'll have to do it. We'll, uh, we could do it. I guess we'll do it from Blog Talk Radio, and uh, I'll call in, and we'll have to do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll on- do it live. We'll do it live. God damn it, we'll do it live. Oh yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to do. We'll have to do one on the fifteenth. Here to play us out is Sting. <laughs> we'll have to do it. We'll have to do it live on the fifteenth uh, from my hotel room in Seattle. Somewhere. So we'll have to do it. So go to Canal Street Chronicle. Dave's got franchise tag arguments. He's got the the most hated saint ever. Uh, hey, yeah, who, who, how, can you get Dave, can you give us a tweet version of how that's going? Uh, I'm not in front of my computer, but uh, we still got Ditka. We still got Aaron Brooks. We still got Jason David. We're in the Elite Eight. So, I mean, we're really getting down to it now. Yeah. Uh, nice. We'll definitely be finishing up before training camp. Um, and then we can do a quick comparison of. Is Olin Kurt still in it? He is. That's what I was. Gonna I feel. Say. I feel like he did much better on your site than he, he did. did a lot. Yeah, he did. He did, he did yeah. a lot. He's. I, I cannot believe he's still that far. Uh, he's. He's still in it. Recency bias, baby. That's recency bias. And uh, Andrew's counting down the top 100 all-time Saints, 10 at a time. So it's actually should... 101. 101. So go yeah. to Saints Nation. And Kevin, when he's not sleeping like a prince, maybe, <laughs> possibly, will write something before the season starts. Oh, you didn't see his power pull? No, I did not. No, I don't even know if he has yeah. author. Yeah, me, ne- me neither. Kevin has author permissions anymore. I might have revoked them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for- And now that you've revoked them, here comes 10 pieces of content. <laughs> right, right. In the off season. When all expectations have been lowered, here comes the stuff. When the, when the bar is on the ground, Kevin steps over it. Saunters over. Yes. <laughs>
All right, for Kevin Hell, for Andrew, for Dave, uh, remember to donate whatever you can, 50 cents, we don't care. Uh, I'm Ralph Malbro. Uh, until next week, live from Seattle, be safe. Sean Orleans winning the tag titles this weekend. Oh, my God. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.